Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too. There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legends series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This guy, you either loved him or hated him. There was nothing in between, but he didn't care. Off the field, I haven't met many better. A mate for life, the type we all need too. A beauty. But who is Gary Freeman? The person or the footballer? There's two. There is two. There, there is two people. Two very different people. <laughs> Tell us about Gary Freeman, the person. Uh, mate, I, I always try to help out as many people as possible. I think that's one thing that um, I did throughout my career when I was playing football. Yep. You, know, you got to see kids in hospital and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm always trying to help out families that have had some sort of tragedy in yeah. their life and all that sort of stuff. I did a lot, a lot of that when I played played, and also after I finished. Mm. Um um, and did some uh, events that you, you look back and and after the event, you, you say to yourself, how, how did the mum and dad or the wife get through mm. that? Yep. And then I, I remember one I did, and uh, I think about a year later, I was just walking in the shopping centre and the lady came up to me and thanked me um, for what I'd done for their, their family, which I thought was Absolutely amazing. Mm. And then I met the mum and dad about oh, three months after that and they they just come over and thank me for everything that I did for them. Um, so you, to me, it, what you see is what you get. Very I, much. I, I, don't, I don't really change. You know, I, I try to do the right thing by everyone, uh, try and do the right thing by my family and all the rest of it. But uh, I, I, I think I could sum it up when I first met Daryl Broman. Um, and he said to me, he goes, mate, I don't like you. I said, I've never, I, first time I met you, mate, so how will you know? Mm. And he goes, no, no, I don't like the way you play football. So I think the way I play football, everyone perceived me to be that person off the field. Mm. We've been mates now for close to 35, 40 years. Yeah. And we've been away together on many, many um, uh, trips. Yep. Um, you know, Vegas, you know, New Zealand, you know, in the country helping out uh, footy teams and we're best of mates. So mm. I think after he sort of got to know me of who I really was yeah. and I wasn't the person that was on the mm. footy field and I think that takes a few people back sometimes. Like It does. When yeah. when I've met certain people, they go, oh, we didn't think you were like that. Mm. I said, well, you never met me so how do you have – but they have an opinion and, you know, it was the way I played and mm. uh, I, I, I don't shy away from – you know, I probably took things a little bit further than most people would when I was playing, you might say. I, th- I, I can agree with that, but you also wouldn't have been the player you were if no, you didn't. No, no. And, and maybe I'm, would I change anything? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not, mate. I, it, you know, that's, that's what you get remembered by. 
We've known each other and been mates for a long time. I, I reckon I can ask this, but yep. were you the naughtiest kid in class back in school? Were, <laughs> was, was that just you as a kid? Were you the naughty kid or not? Oh, can I answer it by saying this? I sat down the back. There you go. <laughs> and if you ever went back to study now, you'd still be yeah. down the back. That's why we love you. Mate, tell us, uh, tell us about your footy journey. Where did it all start, your fascination? Because... What a lot of people don't realise about Gary Freeman, you're a footy nerd. You always have been. You, you, you love it. You absorb yourself, whether it was a, as a player, as a coach, as a commentator. You are all about footy. Where did the, where did the journey start? Mate, it started at uh, the Blockhouse Bay Cougars. Uh, my mum took me up there to play a bit of footy. Mm. Uh, and I was the smallest bloke in the side up to the age of when I retired. <laughs> I still remember Andy having a photograph uh, with the Blockhouse Bay Cougars and I was that small that they they had to put the uh, phone books, remember the old yellow phone books yeah. they had in New Zealand? I had to stand on two of those to bring me up to the shoulders of the other players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and remember, you always remember the kid that has to sit down with his legs crossed with the ball between his legs? <laughs> <laughs> that was me. There's so many photos of that happening. I just went, oh, man, I look back and go, oh, 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 you know. So you, you look at that and you go, and that's where it started, at Blockhouse yeah. Bay. And uh, the family moved over to North Shore and I ended up playing for a team called the Glenfield Greyhounds. Yep. And then um, the North Coast Tigers, they were in the, like the first division. Mm. And uh, I actually met a guy called Tom Conroy who played for the Kiwis in the 70s. Uh, and he was this mad fitness trainer. Um, I went and started training with him, and that's sort of like he probably showed me the way of how to train and what wow. what makes you different from everybody else. Yeah, that's um, a great advantage to have that type of guidance as a young bloke. But he he was he, he was before his time. Mm. What he was doing with training in New Zealand, he was at the Les Mills gym um, for years. Um, so, you know, I went there and started – and he was known for doing these sit-ups on a 45-degree angle with a yep. medicine ball. And Ooh. he would have another person on the other side and they would throw the ball to each other. And I think he went on telethon and he did just over 3,000 sit-ups. Jeez. But then I saw him at the club that night having a beer. <laughs> I went, he's the man for me. Yeah, best of both worlds. Yeah. Mate, graded in the Auckland competition at yep. 19. yep. That doesn't sound special in 2023. Times change. Back in 1982, 19-year-olds in the Auckland competition did not debut. So you were something special early. There was something there. Uh, I, I was nearly going to play when I was 17. But when I went and weighed myself, I don't think it would have worked out for me. No. <laughs> Running into the ta Tamadis and the Well, the Sorenson. Solomona boys were for the, the yeah. Richmond. They, they, they were two brothers. They both played front row. Uh, they were big, big men, 18, 19 stone, uh, maybe even a bit bigger. But oh, I was supposed to play against them and I, I looked at it and I went, maybe not today. Mm, <laughs> so yeah. they gave me uh, another year off and yep. then when, when I went over to the Tigers, um, yeah, they gave me, gave me a shot there and sort of didn't look back. Debut for your country in 86. Yep. Tell me about what stands out from the debut, uh, not only for you but for the family because an occasion like that, it's not just about the player. It's about family. It's about friends. It's about former coaches, former teammates. There's 
there's a hundred people that have helped you get to that point. Oh, without doubt. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think with making that, I, I trained so hard with TC for such a long yep. time. I went through all the um, tests that the New Zealand Rugby League were going to do, which, you know, you could pass, but in the end it counts what you do on the footy field. So back then they used to have a, a probables versus possibles. Yeah. So yeah. they used to play that game all the time. So yeah. you'd actually be the best of the best. Yeah. Um, and then you play that game, then after that they'd virtually select the Kiwi side. That's how they did it. So we, we played that game um, and, and from there I got selected to, to play for New Zealand and then come over here in, in, in 86. But when I first got here, like, in all honesty, we went out to Orange. That was our first game was going to be our – because play the country size. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Which they used to do. Um, but it snowed. So we never got – and I was picked to play. And then they never – and then no. – like, yeah, yeah. And, I, and then we drove back to, I think, Newcastle and they picked the other half back um, and he did his uh, – Glenn Donaldson, I think he did his knee in. And then we went, then we went back and played in Wagga. And I got man of the match in the game there, and then I got picked to play for New Zealand. So I only played one game with the Kiwi side and then straight into a test match. Now, there's one for those of you that aren't our age, the term possibles versus probables. Yeah. <laughs> Every club would invite players yeah. to trial with them yeah. in November for the season yep. Yep. following, yep. and it might start as 108 players. It would finish with 26. Yep. One was called the possibles, one was called the probables, and four or five would get a run. Yep. Nowadays, there's talent identification from 14 years up. Yeah. You used to have to belt the bloke and better the bloke. That were you gonna, that you're training with yeah. in, a, in, a, in a proper game. Yeah. yeah. Amazing, isn't it? It's crazy. Like, I think nowadays they, they have um, a few players that are, that are just on the fringes that they can mm. do that. They train on squad and it goes for like 16 weeks or something yep. like that. Um, but that's the only other way you can break in because once they've got their, their full capacity, mm. how does anyone break in anymore? Yeah, that's right. So you debuted for the country in 86. If my memory is right, 85 was the famous Kevin Tammany, Greg Dowling, yes. Lane Park brawl. Yep. Pretty lucky you missed that by 12 months, mate. I would have loved to have been there. That was so good to watch. <laughs> yes. It's still embedded in everybody. Yes, it is. Whether you like it or you don't like it, it happened. Yep. That's how the game was. Yeah. Those, those two were tough men. Yep. Greg Dowling and, um, and Kevin. Um, and when that erupted on the sideline, I don't think a person left the ground. No, of course they didn't. And they threw a lot of cans, but they didn't yeah. leave the ground. <laughs> it's still played as a highlight, even though you're not allowed to fight now. That, that's a, a highlight of rugby league. Mate, uh, you'll probably ask me about my coaching career, which was only for a couple of years, but... I actually showed a vision of all the great things that the Kiwis had done from the 70s and 80s and 90s yeah. all the way through. But I, we were playing Australia and I ended it on that. Yeah. Because everyone goes, oh, it's just another game. No. Nah. When you play for your country, mm. it's just not another game. Because you're playing for your family, you're playing for your yeah. country, you're playing for yourself, you're proving to yourself you are there mm. for all the right reasons. Hey legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of the team? 
our sponsorship packages are ready to go. From scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week. And we can cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. Packages start from as little as $150. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. That Kiwi side of the early, mid-80s probably hasn't been a tougher footy side assembled anywhere in the world. When you look at the Sorensons, the Tamadies, Mark Graham and more, I mean, physically as tough a human oh. as, as there ever has been. Mate, they, they when you first broke into that side, yep. if you were lucky enough to break in, there were certain rules. Yeah. And if you broke them... You're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Do they protect you as a halfback and, and a, a chirpy halfback? Yeah, without doubt. Yep. Without doubt. On the field. Yeah, mate. Kurt just said, stick by me and I'll look after you. That was good enough for me. I did one of these interviews with Craig Coleman and Tugger oh, said, yeah. I had a deal with Les Davidson. Yeah. <laughs> I do the talking, he does my fighting. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had Kurt for that and, and Mark Graham. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So you'd appeared on the global stage. We, we, we'd seen you. Uh, how'd you end up in Australia and at the Tigers? Because at the time, it wasn't actually all that common. There were. No. It was probably only eight or ten. Kiwis in the New South Wales Rugby League at the time, if, if that. If you were lucky. Yeah. If you were lucky. So now, how'd you end up at the Tigers? Well, I mean, uh, far more Reggie Cook, uh, who played for the Kiwis in 61. He uh, knew Keith Barnes. And I just played uh, test matches in 86 and I played one in 87. So yep. back then you had to play six test matches before you could transfer out of New Zealand and go to a Sydney club. So if you didn't play six test matches, you weren't going anywhere. It was trying to keep the game alive in New Zealand yeah. and the rest of it. So I played the sixth game. I played five in 86. Yep. And I had, at the end of 86, I met with the Dragons and I was supposed to sign with the Dragons for the 87 season. Wow. I didn't and, know that. Nah, and then I couldn't – I had a $35,000 transfer fee on me, yep. which back then was a lot of money yeah. for, for a club to come up with. So then the Dragons stepped away. Um, so then I had to play that last game. I got picked in 87. Yep. I think I only got 10 minutes on the field, but it counted, you know. Mm. And uh, the Kiwis won that game in 87 too. Mm. Um, so then after that, uh, Balmain came knocking. So did Newcastle. So Newcastle virtually had me signed. And then, For their first year. In their first year. Wow. Yep. And they, they, they um, put some put a contract towards me, and then Reg got hold of me and said, mate, I've just spoke to Keith Barnes. They'd be very interested in you coming over. And I looked at the Balmain side, and you oh. see starting a side at Newcastle, yeah. which would have been fantastic, don't get me wrong, yep. but the Balmain side at that stage is a pretty good yep. side. And you got to look at Scott Gale, um, you know, what a player he was. Yeah. And I had to go up against them. So at the end of 87, 
we just played the Northcote Tigers, played the grand final. Yep. And we won the grand final. And I hadn't told anyone where I was going. They all picked Newcastle. They all picked you. Yeah. I said, oh, boys, you want to know where I'm going? And they went, yeah, yeah, where are you going, Gary? And I said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to um, the Balmain Tigers. And they looked at me. They went, are you crazy? You won't get a game in first grade. Oh, Scott Gale, he's such a great player. Yeah. I said, yeah, I know, but I've got to challenge myself. As yep. He's the best. I want to go up against them. Wow. They said, oh, you might as well just stay here and play with us. I went, no, I'm going over there. I'm going to give it yeah. a crack. Um, and then, you know, the rest is history about when I started and what I did. Balmain, that era. Ellery Hanley, Wayne Pearce, yep. Steve Roach, Paul Siren and Benny Elias, amongst others. Pretty fair footy side. Bruce McGuire. Ross Conlon, yep. Gary Jack, Jimmy, mate, yeah. um, Kerry Hemsley, yep. great bloke, very, very intelligent bloke, but a good player, tough yeah, player. absolutely. Um, mate, I was blessed to play in a side like that. I know we didn't win the grand finals, mm. but, you know, for that game, that Canberra game, which if you go a year in front, you know, it's still remembered as one of the, the best grand finals. Mm. I'll still say Bill made a couple of mistakes, but anyway. Yeah, that's right. He's never going to say yes. <laughs> no, he's not going to agree. First impressions of Warren Ryan. He was the coach. He was also a bloke that had the ability and still does to rub people the wrong way. And that's why I spent 12 weeks in reserve grade. <laughs> Is that how you started? I, sorry? Is that how you started? I started off doing all the training with first grade and all that yep. sort of stuff. And um, the one thing I learnt about the training was that in this side, they pride themselves on who finishes one, two, three, four, and five. Wow. You, you, if you're in that, you're in the league. They didn't like guys turning up and not training. Yep. You had to train hard. Um, you know, the great Olsen Filipana trained there, but Olsen wasn't the greatest trainer, yep. as they told yep. some tremendous stories about yeah. how Olsen would get away with things. So I had to prove to them that I was – a, fit enough, yeah. strong enough, fast enough, and I could compete, you know. Was um, that junior-driven? Because, because that just sounds like oh, Wayne all over. It, it, was, it was junior. It, it was everyone. Yeah. Everyone everyone was going 100 wow. miles an hour, mate. It was, it was a pleasure to be part of a training group that I didn't give an inch, mate. No one cheated. You, you're not allowed to cheat. And such a great bunch of fellas. Yeah. Uh, grand finals in back-to-back years, yep. 88, 89. Let's yep. start with the first one. What stands out from 88 in Canterbury? Well, I think when, when, we, when we got in front yep. and it was only, I think it's only about a minute or two before halftime, uh, Alchin made that break. Yeah. I, I, I actually overrun the play. I should have made the tackle and in in as close to the sideline as possible. But I, I went... I virtually ran past them. I was probably too excited. Yeah. Uh, and then that broke out back. Once, yep. once they got in front then, yep. we, we were, were beaten up. Because I think we played the Tuesday night about three weeks earlier against yeah. Penrith, and that's where Block got uh, suspended yes. on uh, Mortimer. Chris Mortimer, yep. he hit in the head. Um, and, you know, I think we were going to struggle from there on. But uh, I think once, once they had all the ball in that second half, we, we, we were done and dusted. The Ellery Hanley incident with Terry Lamb, do you remember it? Not really. No. To be brutal, I've seen the video replay. Um, you know, if that happened today, could be a different story. Yeah. You, you don't know, mate. No. Look, we, we played in an era that things were done, and, you, and I don't say this is wrong or right anymore. You know, 
I think I think uh, Terry's apologised to Ellery mm. at some stage. Yeah. Um, you know, but mate, geez, what a great player he, he he was. You guys just accepted what happened on the field. Just let it go. Yeah. Let it go, mate. It's a sign of a good man. Not not just a good player, but a good man. It happened. We were both trying to win. Let's have a beer together. Yeah. Look, I, I think. Look, I, I got kneed in the face by a player. Um, I lost all my front teeth. Um, but I, I would never go up and give evidence against them. If the, if the referee's word wasn't good enough, I'm out. Okay. I'm out. Sorry, mate. 89. One, <laughs> one of the most. All right, you can leave now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the most talked about grand finals. I know many hadn't watched it in decades. They have since. What about you? Have you ever watched it back? Yeah, I sat with my son. Um, Christian, we went through the game and he, without doubt, said what I was thinking. He goes, you should have won. Mm. Magsy doesn't get tapped by Mal. Yep. He scores. Um, Brisbane guy doesn't get penalised for whatever he got Billy made up. Yep. Um, I think the penalty went the wrong way. I think he put his hand up the wrong way because there, there's no way in the world you can say you can use an opposition as a, yep. as a as a shepherd. It's just – and it's not in the spirit of the game. That's a lot of rubbish. Mm. That's what the rules were. He was in an offside position. He should have been penalised. Yep. Um, so that was wrong. But we dropped the ball. We mm. dropped the ball four times with a line wide open. Yeah. Just not meant to be? I don't think it was meant to be. Mm. But what about – I don't know if you remember uh, Junior's tackle on Woods – on the far right hand, sort of going to South Sydney, yeah, and he was going to score the try, and Junior made Got him. one of the best yep. tackles ever. And you look at that, and you go, "Look, everything was going our way in that first mm. forty minutes. Uh, they were always going to get a lot more ball in the second half, but you know, I still thought we had enough in us to, to win that game. You know, everyone talks about block going off, zero going off, mm. uh, but if you actually go back through the last couple of weeks of the semis. Warren had done the same thing. Yeah. So I've never blamed the coach. Mm. It's up to us as players. It was we had to make the tackles and and to go an extra time. Uh, it was heart wrenching. Heart wrenching. Does the herd ever leave? Not when you sit with people that go, Oh, do you remember the game? And they bring it up and they go, Oh, Dickheads just like me. <laughs> <laughs> I just say to them, look, I've just finished yeah. with a psychiatrist. I should be all right mm. by next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, not a highlight was your lengthy suspension earlier that year. There were allegations, there were counter-allegations, there were headlines, and it got ugly. What was the story, Wiz? Right. So that was that's against Newcastle. Yep. That was round two in 1989. Yep. Um, and it was against uh, Mark Sargent. Um, what, a, what a lot of people don't understand that Bill Harrigan actually sent one of their players off for eye gouging. So yes. that's the first part. Yep. That's the first part. Mark Sargent looked at the referee in the game because I made the tackle on him. Yep. Um, and I went high on him because he broke my nose. So I was going to take him. I was going to hit him as hard as I could yeah. and get sent. I didn't care. Um, and I looked at Bill Harrigan. I went like that. And he goes, no dramas. I've seen the tackle. Not a problem. From that, it escalated to um, being cited. Um and for, for eye gouging on, yeah. Mark, on Mark Sargent. So I went to Barnsley and I said, mate, mate, I've whacked him in the head for sure. Yeah. No, no dramas. Mate, I've accidentally got him. Mm. Um, 
And then we went to judiciary mm. um, uh, and I, I, I've got to be careful because on the judiciary it got changed that night um, and then what happened was that one of the guys actually looked at me, I won't mention his name, looked at me and shook his head. Oh. So I knew that he had actually voted the other way. So, so I get suspended for 15 weeks. Um, I was... I actually went to Keith Barnes and said, look, just rip up my contract, I'm out, I'm done. So I haven't done it. And Barnesy, to the, the credit of the man that he was, um, paid me every week. Never missed. He said, mate, you, you didn't do you it. You said you'd walk away. I would walk away, yeah. I'd had enough. I'd had enough. Because um, that, that type of allegation is hard on a lot of people I was talking. Family. It, family. 100% um, it is. Giving my mum a hard time, my wife a hard time, um, my dad, all that New Zealand. Um, it was pretty confronting. Um, we had a guy, uh, QC, Ryan Bernanke, yeah. come forward um, and said, because at that stage no one had ever got an appeal through because you had to go, come up with fresh evidence. Yep. It's very hard to come up with fresh evidence. Mm. Um, even Barnsley said, mate, you didn't do it. I know. And look, Wayne Pearce went up on my behalf. Yeah. I didn't even ask Junior to do it. He said to me, Wiz, I know this is not right. Yep. I was, so he went up all by himself. I didn't ask him. Maybe wow. Barnes did, but I, I, he didn't. If, if, on knowing Junior, if he thought I was guilty, there's no way he would have gone up. He wouldn't put his name to that. He would have kicked your ass. He, he would have. Yeah. He would have given it to me. And yeah. he actually said to me, "You know, you got railroaded." Mm. Um, so when we Romanaki comes along, we get all the information and take it into these three blokes, um, and tells them what he had, all the evidence, and all mm. the rest of it. And I actually said, "Let's go to court." That's how powerful, that's how I, I was so pissed off. Yeah. I said, let me go, I'll go to court as I win. Yep. I don't give a shit. Mm. No, I'm not copying this. Um, so Ryan goes in there, um, comes out, he says, we've got an appeal. Mm. He said, you'll win. Mate, I remember one of the blokes actually turned around and said to me, oh, we remember what happened in the 88 World Cup final. I was thinking, well, what the frig's this bloke on about? You know, What's and Rowan even do? just said, mate, what are you talking about? We're here to talk about this, you know. Um, so then it, it, I got there at, I think, 10 a.m. in the morning and I walked in the door at home. I think I got to got in the house, I think it was th- 2 or 3 in the morning. Um, oh. And I, I sat there and listened to bullshit from those other players. Yep. Um, and they just said, it stands. And, and Ryan Bernanke goes, mate, Wiz, he goes, you won. That, that, they, they can't be seen doing the wrong, you know, by changing it. Mm. I said, mate, it's just not on. Let's go to court. I, I did set one to go to court. I was so pissed at them. In 2023, this is what you can expect from Unfiltered. The Legend Series starts your working week featuring interviews with some of the game's finest, in-depth and personal. We talk footy and life in a subtle mix you can't or won't hear anywhere else. On Thursday, the Rugby League Superpod returns 12 different player interviews every single episode. It's fast-paced, and if you like a laugh with your footy, this is for you. It's the weekly show you can't miss. Then on Saturday, it's Dream Team time. Who would you name in your best ever 13? We ask that question to players past and present. We don't always agree, but that's what it's about. The ultimate argument starter. Who is the best 13 ever? 
Be sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date on who's coming onto the podcast. We're all over Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Andy Raymond. Or you can check out the website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Before you go, do a mate a favour and when you're done here, leave a five-star rating and write a quick review for us on the podcast app you're listening on. In terms of business, it's huge for us and it allows us to keep creating the content you love for free. Make sure you come back soon, legends. Legends.